Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here this week... To the right of me is my clapping deacon, Deacon Jeff Krasinski. <laughs> That's right. I'm so man. I'm so glad to be here. I am. I'm glad to have you. I would like to point something out, though. What's that? I am to the right of you. So uh, does that say means, right or left? That means someone's not to the oh, left. That's of right. you. Oh, Victor. Yes, he's off spelunking, man. He's in a cave over somewhere looking for the desert fathers. <laughs> I hope he. I'm hoping. I hope he's uh, successful. That's right. Because that's a noble quest. He is. He's going to the desert. We need to check on him in about forty days. Make he just sure he's likes not to wear spelunking gear, though. <laughs> that's right. right. That's his whole thing. The tight harnesses. That's what he likes. Oh, that's the goggles <laughs> and all that stuff. That's 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 his deal. So that's I'm, right. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad. And to also, have you. I'd also note that uh, I'm sitting on the right. He normally sits on the left. Sure. And so just always remember scripture, keep this thing scriptural. And that is the, 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 the sheep are on the right. The goats are on the left. And so that's the way I see it anyway. So there you I'm go. glad to be a sheep. Well, I'm glad for you to be here. It's been a crazy week. Just got back from a parish mission and that kind of threw off when we were recording and all that stuff. So, so thanks for getting the time in today to do this with me, Deacon Jeff. And, you know, I wanted to talk about that just for a few minutes. Just first of all, I want to give a shout out to Father Tim and all the folks out at Sacred Heart in um, Farmington, New Mexico. Spent four nights out there, four days, and it was just a beautiful parish, beautiful people. Had three nights of, a, of you know, a crowded church and going through just conversion story and this whole restored um, parish mission that we put together. And I love it. I got to spend time with Tony. Thank you, Tony. Uh, he, he's the one that listened to the show, talked to Father. Father listened to episodes and said, let's have him out. And we wound up getting, I think it's like 20 men signed up for a men's group that's going to start there using the awesome. near road materials. And Father's on board and everything. So it was a great, great thing. And he actually sent me a letter um, saying, you know, just he, I want to I want to help you with an endorsement. So, you know, folks, I talk about all the time just – what we're trying to do, I, I'm not going out there to speak just to be heard. I want to go start something for men all over this country and all the parishes that they're looking to do something like that because I believe when the men rise up, people rise up, women rise up, children rise up. It's just a missing piece out there of what's going on in the church. You know, with some of the problems that we have as men not living out their spiritual responsibilities and uh, just playing, you know, being in the role that God put them in. So, you know, he sent this, and I'm not reading this to brag on myself. I'm simply just reading this so other people hear what what we did. Uh, I just had John Edwards from up here for a parish mission after not being able to have a mission for two years due to the pandemic. So this is a big deal for all of us. I was impressed with John's down-home approach to spirituality. So often mission preachers are not willing to speak to the people in the pews about their lives and how to incorporate their Catholic faith in their everyday lives. John did so and gave some great teaching as well. He applied the Holy Scriptures to his life and the lives of the people, and so many were touched by his teachings. He's a down-to-earth man who tells an amazing story of his conversion to Christ. His call to all of us deepens his, our personal relationship with Jesus, touched me to the core. Not only that, but John was willing to help us start a men's Bible study and spirituality group in our parish, and due to his help, we have a great list of men of all ages and backgrounds who will soon be meeting on a regular basis to grow in their Roman Catholic faith. I'm happy to recommend John to speak at your church or organization. He's dynamic, humble, funny, profound. God bless him in his work of evangelization, especially in his work to help men. So... 
Man, I'm impressed by you, John. I, yeah. I hear that, and it's like, man, I didn't know. I, I didn't well, believe any of that stuff was true sure. until I read from Father Tim, because Father Tim would not lie. That's right. He's been a, he's been in that parish 26 years, man. They, is, they had a, wow, a relic of the True Cross there with That's the Vatican cool. documents and all of that. Two splinters of the cross. Yeah, just a beautiful place, beautiful scenery, beautiful people. But I, I just want to say, you know, to everybody out there that may be looking for something like this. We've now been invited two or three places because of men that were listening to the podcast right. and spoke to their priests. And now there's men's groups, you know, they're being set up in different parts of the country. I got three asked yesterday to go to Missouri and Arizona, back to New Mexico, and then another one in New York. And this is what I want to do. If I'm going to go somewhere, I want it to be because we're going to start something for men that'll be fruit that lasts. So if you're interested in that, you can go to justagownthepew.com, go to Book Me. We just redid that Book Me page. So our pilgrimage is on there. If you want to sign up with that with Father Larry, the one we're going to in 2023, to the Holy Land, then we also have a place to sign up for any parish missions, conferences, men's retreats, anything you want to do with that. And then we have a special place to sign up if you're looking specifically to start a men's group in your parish. So all that's there. You can go to justagownthepew.com and click Book Me or or Events. And we also have those a list of events there too. Awesome. So thank you for that. Also, uh, EW10 episodes we did with Life on the Rock. Those are coming out on the 24th, which will be probably yesterday when this came out, but then also the following week on the 31st. So those episodes are there. And as always, guys, the narrow road is the bookends of what we're doing here for these men. That's what they're using their groups. You can get those for 50% off if you want to just go through it yourself at justagownthepew.com, and then you can go in the community section and join there. Sounds like a great plan. Yeah, well, thank you, Deacon Jeff. And I'm excited that you're on here with me today because I think this is a great topic. You know, you're a deacon. You've been around a long time. You help people through RCIA. You have one of the greatest RCIA classes that I've ever been around. You have a ton of people every year. And um, one of the things that I've gotten asked a lot, whether it was – I had a guy ask me this in the airport because I had on a, a Just a Guy on the Pew shirt – I had some people at the at the uh, parish mission this past week and ask this, and say, "So you believe in God?" Or that was what the guy said in the airport. Yeah. But people at the retreat or at the mission, after I was through talking, said, "Well, where do I even start? Like, I want a relationship with Jesus, and I want what you're saying and happened in your life. I I want this transformation, and but where do I even start?" You know, that's a huge question. It is, and it's a question <laughs> that like. I don't think people realize the profundity of that yeah. question because we, we all have great ideas and we watch the speakers or we listen to the whatever we, we pay attention to the saints and we're presented with all this stuff. Um, and, and it's like, it just seems like every week we're given this, this litany of, of really great things to do. Yeah. And it's like, then you, then you have what, what I, I refer to as opportunity paralysis. Sure. It's like, there's so <laughs> many opportunities and so many things you can do. It's like, well, I, I don't know even how to take the first step. And then if you're like the normal guy, yeah. you don't take any steps. That's right. Other than to the couch. Yeah, that's exactly right. I remember being in that position many yeah. a time. You know, when I was trying to turn my life around was I want God, I want this, I want to be better. And then I would start to go, I don't know where to start. So therefore I won't at right. all. I'll, st- I'll just stay where I am. And, you know, so when we talk about this, I always love to give examples. I always love to give either examples from my life or, you know, even better when Jesus gives us examples of things in parables and stuff like that. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good stuff coming <laughs> out of there. He's a pretty guy. Yeah, pretty good guy to listen to. But, you know, the parable of the lost son or the, the parable of the prodigal son is something that, you know, it seems cliche. A lot of people always quote it. But it really is a good analysis and a good look at what happened in someone's life where they got to a point of, I can't do this on my own anymore, and what they did to really reconcile and, and get a better life 
for themselves. And so that's what I want to talk about today is just some some steps and some things that I know I've I've lived in my life yeah. and that you see in the prodigal son and that you and I've talked about that you've gone through with your your life and your conversion or reversion conversion to the faith reversion from, yeah reversion from where you were. So you know just to familiarize people with the parable of the lost son if you've never heard it or if you hadn't heard it in a while a man had two sons uh, and the younger one said to his father give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them, and after the few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. Um, once he you know, it, it spent everything, then he started going, oh, crap, right? Crap's <laughs> I'm not out in of the everything. scripture. So no, it's not there. It actually says, uh, Dungamus Maximus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it, <laughs> it does, you know, it, but it, it basically says, this guy's gotten to the point that so many of us have in our life. First of all, we've looked for ourselves. Give me this. Give me that. I need this. I, 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 that selfishness. And to this young man looks at his father and says, give me what you owe me, basically, and then let me go on my way. And we live in a country. We live in a day and an yeah. age. We live with the freedoms and the ability to have everything that we think that we want. Yeah. We can, right. we, we're gluttons for that. Whether it's good for us or not. That's right. right. And a lot of we, times. That's why I said what we think that we want. <laughs> that's right. And a lot of times we grab the wrong thing, right? Yeah. We it, we fail the, the Pepsi taste test there yeah. and we grab the wrong thing. <laughs> but yeah, the, this guy gets to that point, And I just want to point out that he's, He's basically demanding something of his father. And we can also find ourselves in that position when we've walked off and, and we've started to go stray with God. Why aren't you helping me? Why don't you give me what I want? If you love me, you'd give me what I want. Those type things. That we've earned it. And it's like, right. uh, give me what I deserve. <laughs> give me my share. Give right. me my, my it's, you know, what is coming to me. Sure. And if that's the case, then there should be an express elevator to hell because that's I know. I, the other thing about that that we don't really think that's so like yeah. odd is that his dad's not even dead yet. I know. He's, give me my inheritance right. before you even die. That's right. It's like, we're not even going to wait. <laughs> yeah, just give it now. That, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But, you know, the guy obviously had a lack of humility, right? And that's where a lot of people find themselves is we kind of get in this this role of, I don't need anybody or anything. I've loved my life. I've enjoyed myself. I've lived for myself. That's what the world tells us. You know, do what you want, when you want, how you want, and don't worry about anybody else. And then we all get to a place where either you hit rock bottom, you've gone below rock bottom, or you're on your way there, and luckily you realize it, which is the best of the three. But in So this I'm case, feeling kind of miserable at this point, <laughs> and you've pointed everything out wrong in my life. Sure. And I'm hoping that at some point in time, the tide's going to turn, right. and there's going to be something positive, and, and you're going to give us some steps. Maybe they're going to be here, <laughs> some things that we can do sure. to get us out of this state of misery that we found ourselves in. Well, I'm sorry in. to disappoint you, but I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> and that ends the program. That's right. Have a good day. See you guys later. No, it's it gets to the point where the young man does all that, right? And so this famine comes around the country, finds himself in need. You know, he asked, he, the only thing he could do is go find some job that's terrible, right? He yeah. asked a local guy to hire him and he goes to tend swine. And so he's sitting there, he's starving and he's feeding these pods, it says, to these swine and they're eating better than he is, right? He's saying, and no one would give him any is what it says in the scripture. Yeah. And so he's there feeding these swine. He's covered in their dung and in their mud and muck and food. And he basically has the moment that a lot of us have, you know, this is what my life has come to. Right, I need help. I'm broken. I can't. I've gotten myself somewhere that I cannot get myself out of, and that's where humility. That's the first step that we need to start getting a relationship with God. Where do I start in my faith? Is first of all understanding that I'm broken. I got myself into a mess most of the time, and I can't get myself out. Basically, there's a God, and I'm not Him. 
is what we have to start realizing. That's what this young man said. He goes, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father and I shall say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. Now, this is a point where all that pride, all that stuff that had swelled up in him, give me my stuff and let me on my way. He's been brought to his knees and he realizes I'm, I need help and I can't do it myself. You know, a lot of people think in this story, because a lot of people have heard this story many sure. times, but a lot of people think this, this story, the best part about this is like the happy ending sure. where, you know, it's like there's that dad, you know, yeah. from afar and how, what a <laughs> joyous reunion that is and how wonderful that the father would, and we'll, I don't, I don't want to give away the end. No, you're good. But, <laughs> but I will say that for me, the most powerful part of this is as you speak of humility, I, I see it this way, that the son who has walked away, like mm-hmm. he's literally his back is to his father. And is he? He's probably a thousand miles away. Sure. But then he turns. Right. So that one act of humility, where he actually turns back to his father. Mm-hmm. So he's not with his father at that point. Sure. He desires his father, and so like, where do I start? Well, how about start by turning to look at the father? Yeah. Turn and look Amen. at the direction of the father. Right. Turn and just give yourself now. And say like, okay, I can't do it. That's the I yeah. can't do it by myself that sure. you mentioned. Right. So he turns and it's that little, he turns, those two words to me are like the most powerful. Yeah. Right. He says he, he, so I'm going to get up and go. Sure. It's like, but to do that, he has to actually turn back to his dad. Yeah. And that's the most important thing in humility that we can do. That's going to fix everything. It's the first step we take is to turn yeah. and to, to gaze like longingly at where we want to be. Yeah. And he, and his whole mindset has changed, right? From that mindset of taking, give me. Yep. Now to I will take whatever he's willing to give me, right? Yeah. Whatever he's willing to, if he's, he's willing at down, all, broken right? down, yeah. So there's that humility, and then later on, you know, he goes back to his father, and the father greets him in the way that we all have heard the story. He rushes out to meet him, and we'll talk about that some more in a minute. But as soon as the father meets him, here comes this guy, and he's covered in pig dung and yeah. dirt, and probably hadn't eaten malnourished. Just looks terrible. He probably doesn't even look identifiable to his father, but still his father recognizes him through yeah. all of that, right? That's my son. And he rushes out there, and this is what he says, right? After the father is kissing him and hugging him with all this stuff on him, right? The father's not off-put by the sight of his son, yeah. as we think he often is, right? We often right. think God's disgusted How can he love me? Because right. I stink to high heaven. Right. I look exactly like what I've been doing. And so... The father, it says, he says to the father after he hugs him and kisses him, he says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly bring the finest robe. We know about all of that. But this young man right there becomes vulnerable. And I would say that's the second step. He had his humility first, and then he started to realize, I have problems in my life. I cause these problems. I can't fix them on my own. I need someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened in my life. When I went to jail, it was just like, okay, I've gotten myself in a place I can't get myself out of. I mean, I can't leave until somebody else says I can. And once I'm out, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I need help. And when you become vulnerable, first with yourself, you have a problem. Two, then with God, which he does here, the father in the story, I need you. Then as we talk about the need for men, you need to become vulnerable with other people in your life. Right. These are all the, the next steps. So I'll become humble. I realize I have an issue. I can't handle it myself. I'll become... Um, open and honest about that issue. And I begin to share with other people about it, including God that I need help. Those are the first steps in starting a relationship with God and and rekindling that which has been lost. Yeah. Humility is not true humility unless 
vulnerability follows it. Sure. Right. So, cause yeah. we can all have these humble, humbling moments where yeah. it's like, man, this, this is really terrible. I, I hate my life right now. This is bad. And then as soon as something good comes along. So that kid could have, when mm-hmm. his dad starts, it's like bathe this smelly child, give him a really yep. nice coat and, and kill the fatted calf. And we're going to celebrate. And the kids like could go right back to his ways. who he was, yep. but vulnerability, his willingness to say like, okay, the, the, the that humbling at the beginning, but then now it's like I just need to be open to what mm-hmm. needs to come my way without like having pride. Yeah, and there was that openness, you know. And and I think a lot like what a lot of us probably think is when we return to our father, when we've messed up to God the Father, we probably have an idea of what maybe it was like to mess up as a kid and return to our parents. Yeah, and maybe we weren't always met with compassion and love. It was, uh, you know, judgment and punishment and all those things. And so we transfix that on God. But what what I love about this story is God shows himself as the father is someone who's waiting, right? He's waiting there for this to happen. And that's the key is like, God's never going to do this for us. You want a relationship with God, you're going to have to pursue it, right? That's why, you know, there is no morality in the world without choice, without good and evil, without free will. You made a choice that was bad. Now you're going to have to make a choice that's good. And the father waits on you there with love and compassion and he doesn't care what you look like or what you've done and that's where we focus a lot as men it, it, we we say well surely he couldn't love me surely he's going to punish me surely this and we we look at god as if he looks at us as our sin but he doesn't he looks as our, at us as his loving children that have messed up and he's disappointed but the important thing is that, that we come home so that we can start to become the person he wants us to be so that's the next thing you know he comes back and he basically surrenders himself to to his father right I, I sinned against you. I've done all this stuff and probably buries his head in the father's chest yeah. and surrenders, right? I need your help. I, I'm at your mercy. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. He doesn't say that in here, but we've all been there. That's the moment. right? And in that moment, the father embraces him. He calls for all the stuff you mentioned and it, that trust comes, right? This young man's just poured himself out. He's as vulnerable as he can be. He's surrendered. He's in a position of, I'm not the God of my life anymore. I need someone in my life, someone to help me. And then the trust comes, right? Because a lot of times we're afraid to surrender because we think there's, well, if I give my life, then God's going to be this you know, dominating slave driver kind of person in my life now where I'm going to have to give up everything I am and every, every part of me to be whatever he is for the rest of my life. For but him. again, that's pride talking, right? right? So sure. if you have humility and you have vulnerability and right. then you have surrender, mm-hmm. then then trust will follow, right? Because right? you've emptied yourself of you. Sure. And so now you're ready to be filled by the Holy Spirit. You're ready to be filled by truth and goodness and beauty and your, the Father's love. Yeah. And so that, but the only way that the Father's love is going to find a home there sure. is if you've already done those first three, humility, vulnerability, and surrender. Yeah. And, th- and by no means are they easy. We're talking about them like, all right, step one, click this button. Step two, <laughs> push the next one. Three, easy bake oven, pops your but cake I'm right sure, out. I'm sure you sell like cans of humility you know, right. and, and cans of vulnerability. Yeah. I breathe into them and sell them for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, they, they are hard, but these are the steps. Jesus never promised us that following him or changing our life or having the joy that we want would be easy, right? The world will hate you. There's persecution coming. Pick up your cross and follow me. These are not things that ever sound like you're going to a spa weekend when you follow Jesus Christ. So you understand there's going to be some rough times, but if we can surrender, if we can trust in God and get through that, he has joy for us. I mean, I'm sitting here as a man that almost lost everything in my life. And the reason I can go and speak about it is because I'm not that person anymore. I know what God thinks of me. I understand my identity. My identity has been restored through those things, that I'm a beloved son, not 
a cokehead or a liar or all these things I was before. And now I've opened myself through that surrender and God has shown me gifts and talents I have. And he said, this is how I want to use you. I've said yes to that. And that's what we're going to do. That's the same thing that will happen to every one of us. If we do that and we have to trust, as I said in here, God, you know, as the father takes the fat and calf, slaughters it, says, let's celebrate. And then you got the other brother that's all angry because yeah. I've been here the whole time. I didn't do all that crap. You know, you didn't do anything for me, right? You didn't throw a feast. You didn't call for this. And he gets mad. And the father says, even again at the end, you know, my son, you're here with me always. Everything I have is yours. And he says, but now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and he's come to life again. He was lost and he's been found. That's a God that says he's come back. He's done what I asked him to do and he can trust me, right? Yeah. He can trust me. I'm never going to let him down. If he gives his life to me, he's going to have a life that he'll never, he would never would have. You know, a lot of times before. in some of these parables, there will always be that like the outlier, the person. So the, the brother here, sure. the jealous brother or whatever. Yeah. And so th- those are things to also remind us mm-hmm. that this story is going to go on and on and on that that yeah. brother may end up leaving <laughs> sure, and have to learn and be humbled. Yeah. Right, so this is a story that doesn't just not just one story about one guy. Right. This is everybody. Sure. This is all of us. And we can actually see ourselves in this story. Uh, and sometimes we're that jealous brother. <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't turn out like Cain and Abel. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that would be bad. That would be but bad. No, but this you're right. This we don't know where this would have gone afterwards, but obviously there it's just it's so beautiful because I guarantee you one way or another that other son, Mad now, is reconciled to the father too at some point. And you know, so I want to go back over really quickly. We've talked about humility, we've talked about vulnerability, we've talked about surrender, and then that trust that we have to have with God, which is oftentimes the hardest part, right? I surrender, I trust you with this and this and that, but not this and not that. So we have to work our way through all that as we go along, just giving to God as much as we can. Not easy either. The next thing I would say is there's always the devil never, you're never off the devil's radar. So once you've been his, once you've lived in his realm and you've messed up and he's had control of your life, he never just lets you go easy. And if, and if uh, you're struggling with addiction, yeah, that will, you will, you'll be an addict the rest of your life. Oh, amen. I can attest so you're, to that. You're just, you're just, I mean, the devil's just waiting for like that little moment where mm-hmm. you are weak. The disappointment, the loss, yeah. the whatever it is. And he's waiting there. So. I would tell yourself next, you know, if you've gotten to this point or you're writing this down, you're looking to say, this is what I want to live and try to follow. You're going to have to be patient with yourself and be forgiving with yourself too, because you're going to mess up. You're going to fall just because you get back in God's good grace as you reconcile with them. Doesn't mean things are going to be easy. It's not sunshine and rainbows. That's why there's consolation, desolation, all these things. And you have to understand I'm not perfect. I'm still a sinner. I'm still broken. I was reconciled to God. You know, the way this son was reconciled to his father but it doesn't mean that it's just a, you know, you know, pass, go and collect $200 for the rest of your life. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, you still have to work and you're going to mess up. You're going to fall. That's why we have confession. That's why we have the sacraments that strengthen us. So, but you have to be easy on yourself yeah. because it's easy to get yourself right back where you were by beating up on yourself. St. John Paul II talks about the life of, of continuing conversion. Yeah. It's ongoing. Yep. You know, like the kids in the car going, are we there yet? It's like sure. John Paul II says, you never get there. <laughs> that's right. Until the day you die. Yep. Right. That's that's the get there. The rest is every day of our life. So it's a so it, it's going to be a struggle. So that's why you have to be patient. That's why you have to forgive yourselves. Because here's the thing. You're going to fall. Yeah. Even if you're not an addict, even if you've got, you got other issues going on, if, you, if you're angry all the time, if you whatever, you're going to fall. Amen. It ain't going to be rosy. I would imagine that that prodigal son... He probably screwed up a little bit later on in life again. Oh, the sure, dad was yeah. like going, hey, you remember the whole thing with the pigs? Come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, did you not learn anything from that? I'm sure that conversation, he wasn't perfect from that day sure. forward. 
you know, in heaven, yes, everything's good. The temptation's gone. Yeah. Everything's wonderful, right? But we're going to fall. Right. And, and we then, have to be ready to fall. Right. And then that's why we shore up everything we do as Catholics, men and women, right? Is It's just get our prayer life in order. Get our, our visits to the sacraments scheduled in an order, all these different sacraments, and start to truly shore up our life so that we know, okay, I fell. Am I going to wallow in it? Am I going to stay in the pigsty, if you will, that, from the story? Or am I going to get up and am I going to go get clean in the confessional? Am I going to make amends and reconcile and repent and say, I'm done with this behavior? You know, I may fall again, but I'm going to do everything I can in my power to say, I don't want to, I'm not going to, and if I do, then I'm going to the Father and yeah, I'm waiting and for that. only the person that can step through that fall. Mm-hmm. Right? I just went to confession to your buddy, uh, oh, yeah? Father Martel. Yeah, and one of the things he he says is uh, never return to the scene of the crime. That's right, right, <laughs> right. And so the thing is, don't don't sit there and wallow in it. Yeah, all right. Amen. Go to confession. You're done. You've asked for forgiveness. The Father has said, "I love you, just the way you are, broken Amen. and messed up. I love you." So now you can say like, okay, clean slate, you know, and I may fall again, but you know what? I'm going to try not to. Yeah. That's the firm purpose of, of amendment. I mean, I, I, I don't want to do it again. Sure. You know, uh, but just don't freak out when you do. Right. And so you got to be patient. You got to forgive yourself. Right. I mean, forgiving others, you got to forgive yourself too. And then perseverance. I mean, finishing the race, finding others that will help you along the way. Right. I wouldn't be able to be where I am right now in my spiritual life, which is not some, you know, guru, but I wouldn't be where I am in talking about the things and able to talk about these things the way I am if I didn't have you and David Hall and Victor Adams and Nick Roberts and John Hoffman and all these other men in my life that walk with me, right? And and keep me on those days when things are hard, when things are tough, when I'm having, you know, struggles with temptations and things like that. I have people like you guys in my life that I can go to that say, John, like, look, you know what to do. Just get back to doing it. You know, live live the life that that you know we're supposed to be living, go visit the sacrament, go to confession, all of those things. You guys are always there. So if only you had a plan for men's groups or right. something. Well, that that's what could. I was gonna say. You read my mind. <laughs> guys, if you want to get where we're talking about, that's what the narrow road is for. It's gonna help you find a virtue every month that you can live in your life. It's gonna get you a relationship with God because you're gonna be reading the scriptures every day and saying, What is he saying to me? So you're gonna have that conversation. You're praying uh prayers that help you with the virtues. You're looking to what church fathers and all these other people tell you about what the faith says about our faith, and you're going to build habits that will help you get to where we're talking about. But it starts with humility, vulnerability, surrender, trust, patience and forgiveness of yourself, and perseverance. One step at a time. That's right. Well, guys, I hear that music. Look, if you're feeling far from God, listen to this episode. Start to try to do the things that we've talked about here. Give him your trust and pray and let him into your life. Amen. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray a prayer of surrender. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.